So hi, one of the Good Noise Podcasts here with Palette Knife. We're going to ask them some questions today. I'm going to start. So what inspired you guys to start the band, and what does the band name mean? Yeah, uh, I can take that. Um, so it started with me and our drummer, Aaron. We were like an acoustic pop punk cover band at a uh, local brewery in Columbus, which is sadly uh, no longer in business. Uh-huh. Um, but he, I, so I come in from like a singer songwriter background, uh, like a solo project, which I will not name on this oh, man. podcast. All right. <laughs> uh, and, uh, he, he was actually in a band with Chris, um, and they kind of did more like post hardcore kind of stuff, um, back in high school and college. Um, so we thought palette knife was like a fitting name because I, I have like a painting background. Um, and he was like, I'm the knife because like, his, cause like his drumming is more like post hardcore and like very like intricate and heavy. And like, he called me like the palette because like, I'm like the paint, I'm kind of like more uh, prettier side of things. But, yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, I really like that. So, congrats on your newest EP, Self-Preservation. How do you feel about the response to it so far? Um, I feel pretty good. Yeah, we uh, kind of took a little bit because we were kind of in the dark. Like, we weren't really on Twitter for a while. Uh, But then once we, like, got to, like, have more of, like, a social media presence and kind of get it out there, I think we got a really good response from it. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I mean, it took a while. I feel like just like the last like six or eight months, um, people just started posting about it and we were on really cool playlists like the R Emo. And I feel like we reached a, a different um, audience because of that. So well, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about your writing process? Um, I would say... It, it usually starts where I have like a, a skeleton of a song and then I bring it to Aaron and Chris and they help me kind of like rearrange it and make it better. <laughs> I would say the, it's kind of, yeah, if, it's, if, it's, if we're going with like, yeah, if it's like a, if it's, if we're going with like the paleontology metaphor, I, it's like, I bring them like a skeleton of like a dinosaur and I rearrange it how I think the dinosaur would look. And they're like, no, I think you have a few like, bones misplaced mm-hmm. and then okay. we're gonna put the meat on it <laughs> <laughs> all right all right yeah, yeah the rhythm section is the meat that's for sure yeah mm-hmm. it's beefy uh, right. yeah so yeah we all kind of like work together to polish the structure and then kind of uh add the little kind of nuances here and there okay. um definitely i think our, our earlier stuff was a little bit more poppy especially because a lot of it was leftover stuff from my solo project that we kind of adapted um so i think moving forward we're always like trying to like be a little bit more progressive with our songwriting oh. okay solid so what would you guys do differently on your next release that you didn't get to do on the ep oh it's a tough one or what did you guys do differently since there's an yeah. album in creation yeah, yeah yeah i wanted to say that i didn't know beat you to it <laughs> thank you <laughs> Uh, well, I think with, uh, our upcoming release, we, the main thing is we recorded it all like in one weekend, essentially. Damn. Um, it was like, (laughs) I mean, the majority, like we tracked most of it in one weekend, obviously like we had to go back in like here and there when like we have like an idea for something or like we want to redo a guitar part or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, we pretty much recorded it like the weekend that quarantine pretty much happened for Ohio. (laughs) damn like we like booked this time in the studio and we're like sitting there like like crashing on our in our buddy's place 
and we're like watching this like all unfold on the news and we're like shit okay <laughs> all right well <laughs> okay. um but yeah I, I think recording it tracking it all in one weekend um i think really helped us develop a kind of cohesive sound because like a lot of like the settings we're using our bass tones our guitar tones like uh the even like the mic nuance setups and stuff is all the same so i think it's a very consistent sound um but i think with the way it's mixed there's still like some nuance from track to track Mm -hmm. uh so back to that ep for a second what band influences do you think you can hear the most on that record i don't know I, i can definitely pinpoint some on the newer stuff but for self-preservation, I don't know. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I, I'm thinking like, and this is more like, I don't even listen to these bands a lot, which is funny that like, I just, like understand <laughs> Chris, it. Chris though. is also in a pop band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I have a very different uh, spin <laughs> on a few things, but no, but like, I think Oso Oso for sure on the on self-preservation and like into it over it um but like the difference i think we went with the newer stuff is we went like a real mathier feel (laughs) so like there's just some more of a pop punk feel but it's still not completely pop punk in my opinion but yeah like there's just that lot a lot of that vibe yeah i think there's like definitely like a like just a tinge of like tiny moving parts on like some of yeah. like the lead sections but then like I think more of the chorus sections from self-preservation are like very like classic like late mid 2000s pop punk uh like especially on Venmo still thinks we're friends part one um because I think that's why it's probably I think that one probably has the most plays uh out of the, the EP and I think because it, it has that really kind of like hooky pop punk feel to it Right. Well, it's okay. the most emo uh, song title ever, too. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys have this album, right? What can you tell us about it? Yes. Tell us everything. Tell us everything. Um, Every single detail. I, I, I texted Chris and Aaron before uh, before we went live, and I was like, can, can we say the album title? Because we haven't said it yet. Um, so, I, I'm here to say that the album title is definitively, well, because we already put in like the metadata, so there's no changing it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the <laughs> album title is Ponderosa Snake House and the Chamber of Bullshit. That's so fucking Yo, cool. That's I love a that. very long title. Oh my god. Um, so now we have to figure out how to put that on an album cover. <laughs> or not put it. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we called it that because. Ponderosa Snake House is the title track off the uh, off the record, um, and Chamber of Bullshit being kind of like all the other songs. <laughs> um, and I think we we try to incorporate um, humor in, into our song titles, which a lot of a lot of like Midwest DIY bands try to do. But I was like, why 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 is that a convention? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's because I think it kind of helps balance out the content a lot of like diy email can be very like melodramatic especially with like old pop punk so i think it kind of like helps not take yourself too seriously by willing to put a silly title on something okay okay for sure wait well the because the end of it is kind of like a mock of uh i almost said harry styles harry potter Potter, yeah (laughs) will the album cover be like a mock of that book cover but like you guys or something that could be that's actually a pretty good idea (laughs) is that like because that, be that cool. is honestly the first thing i thought of when you guys said the title on like harry potter mm-hmm. so 
That'd be fun. We do have a we do have a Harry Potter lyric in one of the songs. We have a lot. Of, we we name drop the dumbest shit on this album. There's like video, <laughs> there's like video game references. There's a few anime references. There's a Harry oh Potter God. reference. You love That's to the best see thing. it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So um, yeah. Let's talk about live music a little bit. Just um, a little. So when shows were a thing, did you guys have any pre-show rituals? Uh, this isn't so. This isn't really like a silly ritual, but I think it was like a a cool standard to hold ourselves to which was we we would run through the set once before every show mm-hmm. we'd play the set twice essentially like we'd all get off work rush over to chris's place play the set as fast as we could because like we had to like fucking book it mm-hmm. so then we'd pack up all of our stuff get to the gig and then have to play the set again god damn oh my god but uh people can like people always would tell us it shows r.i.p um that our, our sound was pretty tight um and i think being being diligent practicing i think helps with that a lot mm-hmm. yeah i think just being on our toes having that initial rehearsal because like you're just so warmed up at that point you don't need to like oh, yeah. really your focus is already there which i yeah. think made it really tight and the, these songs i mean you if you're not playing them tight they're gonna sound like shit there's nothing else we could have done so <laughs> I'd say, and as an unofficial post uh, gig ritual, sometimes we get Taco Bell. Okay. Oh yeah, Taco Bell. Wait, you what's should. your order? Oh man. Um, it depends on how hungry I am. Okay. All right. <laughs> I would say there's always a chicken quesadilla involved and okay. nacho fries if they're available. All right. What about you, Chris? Uh, quesadilla all the way. I get two of those. Wait, that got that got axed, didn't it? Oh, if it did, I'm going to be so mad. I, I know the Fiesta Potatoes did. Mm-hmm. I remember there was a big outrage when the potatoes got taken yeah, off. Yeah, people are it pissed. Just, days ago, I think. It was like Friday or something. Yeah, it just happened. Yeah. So I've never had them before, but now I feel like I, I missed something. You missed oh, out. you definitely. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just wait for like six months when there's just, they get so much backlash that it'll all be back. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Totally. It, they're probably doing it just to get a, a, a stir in people. People yeah. people cried mm-hmm. enough that DreamWorks or whatever changed Sonic. So I have I, oh, I have yeah. no doubts about the power of social media. Yeah, and I'm yeah. I'm glad they did because that was oh horrifying. absolutely. Oh, I still have yet to see it. Yeah, same. <laughs> I, heard like, I heard it's surprisingly decent, which is like mm-hmm. the funniest compliment you can give something. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone everyone went into an outrage about how he looked, and then I don't think any anybody actually watched it. Saw it. Yeah, it was kind of sad. But um, anyways, <laughs> back to live music when it was a thing. What were your top three songs to perform? Ooh, that's a good one. Thank you. Um, it's gotta be dance song for Gennaro. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. There, there was a show or two where like people would yell at us to play it twice because it's so short. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Um, what else? I mean, probably telekinesis. Yeah, that was that was just fun to play. Yeah, it was so much fun. It's been a while. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. Is there anything? Would be a third. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Is it something newer? Oh, dude, can I say it? What? Uh, Just say it. It's from the record. Oh. Oh, I was gonna say Smog and Ornstein. Oh, I was gonna say Studio Ghibli reference. Oh yeah, Studio Ghibli reference is another one that people really like. These yeah, but, but see, names. that's that song is on the new record, but that is actually one of the 
one of the first full band songs we wrote together. Yeah. So we've been playing that literally for almost two years. Holy shit. Oh. Yeah. So I'm excited to release that for sure. Cause it, it's, so yeah, we really want to do an AMV to it. <laughs> right. Um, so I, we don't have this question written, but you guys have some whack ass song titles. How we does do. that happen? Mm-hmm. Um, it's because I listen to too too much DIY email, and I'm just like, guys, wouldn't it be funny if this? And I have to like act like I don't want to name it that. Mm-hmm. That's the uh, Smugly Borfus Gorgas uh, song title. I think our dumbest one has to be the only difference between Smog and Ornstein is press coverage because it it is it two times. It's it's both a Dark Souls reference and a Panic at the Disco reference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, there's a, very, there's a very small Venn diagram of people this song title is going to appeal to. But <laughs> the magic of like someone who's in that Venn diagram and they're like, oh, my God, that's an amazing song title. That's what I live for. Okay. So you got like these, t- these tiny groups of people, that yeah. people uh, who actually get it. Okay. Um, so where do you guys see the band in the next five years? Oh, gosh. I don't know. I think that's contingent on coronavirus oh, yeah. yeah yeah we did we played like 30 shows last year and this year we play like four yeah Ouch. i know it's been depressing for sure um but that's why I I, that's why i record this album so yeah yeah we just got that under our belt mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i don't know realistically i think in five years if we're if we're all still in Columbus, I, I'd like to think we probably put out another EP and maybe an maybe LP two. Ooh. Um. Yeah, because we just love doing this. Right. Yep. Yeah, let me see. Solid. So for the last couple of questions, we're actually going to shift away from music and go straight to death row. So, if you found yourself on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? I know what mine is, Chris. Uh, yeah, you, know is? you yeah, you go first. Mine is a Caniac combo from Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, double toast, no slaw with Dr. Pepper. Okay, solid. Uh, mine I'm, would yeah. <laughs> uh, mine would probably be entire large supreme pizza from Marion's in Dayton, Ohio. Oh my god, no, that's, oh, I'm so jealous And now. I would eat every bite, I've done it before, and I'll do it again. Alright. Nice, You got nice. a drink to wash that all down? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I guess, I mean, just water's fine. It's so no, salty. Wait, not, so. not a kitty paw? Oh yeah, kitty paws from Seven Sun. Shout out. <laughs> Alright, <laughs> right, so Chris's go-to beer. Yeah. So, if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Oh, damn. Ooh. These are the hard questions. Yeah, these are the hardest ones. How's Moving Castle World? Hands <gasps> okay. down. Hands Solid. down. That's like my favorite movie of all time. I don't think we've gotten that one. We haven't. No. Lots of new answers today. Man. I don't know. Maybe. Like Westworld? Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Uh, some something of that like weird sci-fi shit i would like <laughs> to right. dance oh <laughs> yeah solid so i have the honor of asking the last question and every person we've spoken to have said it's the most important question what's your favorite color <laughs> there we go we got one finally uh, alec explain your uh issue here <laughs> so i'm colorblind <laughs> 
Oh, okay. Um, so blue has always been my favorite color, and I think it's because like it's the easiest one for me to see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, because my my red cones are are effed up, which makes red and green a no go. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. blue all the way. Okay. Every shade of blue. Right. Blue is wonderful, so that's good. That's kind of our like aesthetic too on our uh, mm-hmm. for the band is that blue. Um, I would have to say green, but somebody was talking shit about green on Twitter the other day, so I was like, <laughs> "Why? Why are you doing that?" Like I've liked green since I could remember. Seafoam green is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I like forest green, but then I guess I'm basic for that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very but yeah. complicated. All right. Yeah, I get it. Um, so as Glory said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, shit. This is where we plug the album, but we don't have a release date yet. But sometime in October, November. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna plug the shit out of that. Alright. Stream, uh, stream us and put us on your uh, your uh, stream shows. Yeah, we're gonna leave it. Because uh, we miss playing. <laughs> so uh thank you for sitting down with us. This has been Palette Knife and We're the Good Noise Podcast.